hello everyone, and thank you Amjad for your very generous introduction, and to all the great people at ZBizLink for the opportunity to speak with you today. To bid or not to bid? That is the question. Like this passage from Shakespeare's Hamlet, bid or no bid is an eternal question for bid managers and sales managers. Bid managers need to be highly skilled at managing this critical point. Sales will always want to bid for everything, but that is rarely a good idea. In this presentation, I'll explore the bid no bid decision or sales qualification as it is sometimes called. If you do not select the right opportunities to work on, then you will lower your win rates and waste resources. So first, let's consider what happens in the life cycle of a sales opportunity. Very few sales opportunities actually result in a contract in new business. What exactly is this process? Many of you will be familiar with the idea of the pipeline or funnel of sales opportunities. And as opportunities pass through this funnel or life cycle, they go through a number of critical stages, which essentially eliminate opportunities that won't result in good business or profitable business. Overall, this process can be called sales governance. The initial step is qualification, also known as the bid no bid decision, which is what we are speaking about today. Then there is the submission approval. Can a submission be created which will meet the goals of the supplier? And then shortlisting. Customers then take the decisions. They choose which proposals they receive will be shortlisted and receive further discussion. And then finally, one opportunity will be awarded and a contract created with a successful supplier. This process is called sales governance and it's a management control to address commercial and delivery risk. Notice how the first two steps, qualification and submission approval, are controlled by the supplier. After that, the customer is in the box seat. Understanding sales qualification. Let's just state some general principles and objectives of sales qualification. It's about pursuing the right opportunities. It's about allocating resources effectively. It's also an investment decision. Now this is an insight I gained a while ago, and I'm going to illustrate this in a moment with some examples. Sales qualification as an investment decision. You might be interested in that idea. Sales qualification, bid no bid. It's best achieved through consensus. I see many organizations go down rabbit holes in discussing whether something should be bid or not bid. You need to do this through consensus and you need to use a combination of objective and subjective criteria. Now let's consider some examples. I'll say up front that these are perhaps a little academic and a little hypothetical, but they do illustrate the point. Let's consider you are a bid manager or a manager of bid managers at an organization and there are six opportunities that you could pursue. You have 24 resource units available. Now, by resource units, I of course mean people. And they can be bid managers, bid writers, solution designers, consultants, engineers, pre-sales support, call them what you will. Bids come about because a group of people come together and work together and deliver an outcome. In this opportunity, we have six sales opportunities and 24 units of resource available. So quite simply, that's four units of resource are available per bid. Each of these six opportunities is of equal value. However, 
five resorts, five units of resource are required to be sure of shortlisting. As all bid managers would know, you need to apply a certain minimum amount of effort to be able to compile a compelling bid response and compliant bid response and present it to the customer. So what would happen in this opportunity if with only 24 resource units available, you pursued all six of them equally? Well, the outcome is, if a minimum of five units of effort need to be applied to each bid, that you would submit five bids and none of them would be shortlisted because you hadn't focused on a particular set of bids and you had spread your resources too thinly. Let's take another example. Let's say we remove two of the opportunities from consideration and we pursue only four opportunities. Again, you only have the 24 resource units available to work on the bids, but now you can apply six units of resource to each bid. So you will exceed the minimum effort for being shortlisted for each bid. So what would be the result of this? Well, you'll be able to submit four bids and perhaps some will be shortlisted. You will have just exceeded the minimum threshold for submitting a compliant response. Now suppose there's a complication in this scenario. Let's suppose that your competitors are applying between six and seven units of resource to these opportunities. You now have a problem because your competitors are focusing more closely on three opportunities and you will not be putting the same units of resource into that bid. So by removing three from consideration, you now have a total of eight resource units available per bid, which is a higher number than the six or seven units of resource that your competitors are making. So the outcome here is that you submit three strong bids and they will likely be shortlisted and you could likely win all three of the opportunities because you have focused your resources and exceeded the efforts of your competitor. So you've transformed this situation through sales qualification and by not pursuing all bids. By instead of pursuing six opportunities and not applying enough effort, and perhaps not even being shortlisted for any of them, by selecting three opportunities and focusing your efforts on those, you can beat your competition and you can very possibly win all three sales opportunities. So what do we mean by a good sales opportunity? Fundamentally, there's the old saying that people buy from people. Good relationships with customer management. That's always the sign of a good sales opportunity. You're getting plenty of informal feedback. There are multiple contact points with representatives of customers management in different parts of their organization. And you, so you have a good insight into their needs and how they work and what sort of solution might be acceptable. A good sales opportunity is also based around a clear need, or as I say, the customer has a business challenge that is in need of a solution. You also need sufficient time to be able to develop a bid response. A customer that is serious about holding a genuinely open and transparent procurement process will allow all suppliers almost enough time to develop a complete response. If a customer has a very short response time, like only one or two weeks, they possibly aren't being very serious. If they are giving you a longer time to respond, then there is a genuine opportunity and they are genuinely looking for a, a competitive solution to be provided from the winning supplier. 
you should also be experienced in delivering similar solutions. Experience always counts with the customer. So a good sales opportunity looks like other past successful opportunities that have led to contracts and profitable new business. Good sales opportunities are also based on your existing product and services portfolio. If the sales opportunity requires you to develop new services beyond simple customization, you're introducing an element of risk. And risk is finally what it all boils down to. Good sales opportunities have lower risk and represent a better opportunity for making profitable business. So how should you qualify a sales opportunity? Again, let me state some broad examples and principles. First of all, time is of the essence, a great legal phrase and one that I always enjoy. When you're qualifying a sales opportunity, perhaps the customer has already set the deadline for submission. You need to move quickly, you need to move rapidly and decide whether you'll be pursuing this opportunity or not. You cannot afford to have extended discussions. Sales opportunity does not always require a formal meeting. I'm sure like me, many of you have sat in long formal meetings, uh, allegedly trying to establish a bid no bid decision. That's not always necessary, it's a decision. You can actually reach a bid no bid decision and qualify a sales opportunity by a series of phone calls and emails without even going towards a formal meeting. As I said earlier, it's about reaching consensus. It's also important to engage many stakeholders from across your organization. And I mean those with a genuine interest in the outcome of the opportunity. This can be service delivery people, operations, logistics, support. Everybody who will be involved in the delivery of the solution should be consulted if a sales opportunity seems to present a level of risk that might not be acceptable. These stakeholders might actually be able to provide solutions that sales hadn't already thought of. So stakeholders give you a broader perspective on what the supplier's organization can deliver for this opportunity. And to be fair, you should always use consistent criteria. You simply cannot play favorites. You need to look at each opportunity objectively, but also use some subjective criteria to establish what is a genuinely promising opportunity for a supplier to pursue. And try to reach a consensus view. When it comes down to voting or totting up numerical scores, it can get very distracting. You should really only pursue opportunities where everybody clearly sees that there is a benefit to the organization in pursuing that bid. So, so much for the theory. What are the practical aspects of qualifying a sales opportunity? These are some qualification criteria I often use in bid no bid decisions. As I said, you don't have to do this in a formal meeting. You should just be, as a bid manager, mindful of these sets of criteria and start asking these questions of sales, of delivery, of operations, and forming this consensus view about whether an opportunity really is worth pursuing. The most important question to consider around a sales opportunity is how well do we understand this sales opportunity? How well do we understand this customer and their business challenge? Pursuit management is measured over months, if not years. That deep understanding 
can shine through in your proposal and help you create a compelling response for the customer. If the sales team have had little engagement or only recently met one representative of management, that is not a good sign that this sales opportunity could become profitable business and perhaps isn't worth investing the resources. So always rank very highly the level of engagement and the relationship history that the organization has had with the customer. And then the solution that the customer is looking for. How well do we actually understand the customer's business challenge? Why are they going to market? What is it they need? What is it they are hoping to achieve? achieve? If the pre-sales team, the pre-sales engineers, and the sales team have a genuine deep understanding of what solution is required and what can be delivered, then this is a good sales opportunity to pursue. And then how competitive are you? Everybody likes to think that their solution is superior, but can you take an objective measure or an objective view? Are you sure that you can genuinely compete against other competitors with this customer and their business challenge? Will your proposed solution offer more benefits or advantages than the competitors? Relationship, I cannot stress that enough. You need to understand how this customer likes to work and what solution they will favor. And then the win probability. Stepping back for a moment, just how likely is it that the customer will accept the proposed solution from you as a supplier? Look at all the factors that might seem on the periphery. Past relationship, past engagement, preferences, culture. Ask yourselves honestly, does this customer want to do business with us? If you have any doubts around that, they should be explored more deeply to decide if it is an opportunity. Conversely, if you see how well, culturally, technically, logistically, you as a supplier are matched with this customer, then that is a good opportunity to pursue. What about the risks of delivering the solution? How complex is the solution? Are there any new components? What are the levels of customization? Consider the risk profile. If you win the business, that's when the fun starts. Can you deliver it as well? You need to assess the overall risk profile of the customer. And if it is low or acceptable, then that's a good opportunity to pursue. And then what is the target revenue for this opportunity? Are the sales team able to quantify a number, even approximately? Perhaps it's too big an opportunity for your organization to take on at this current state of maturity. Perhaps you should be partnering with somebody else rather than bidding directly. Or maybe the opportunity, interesting as it is, is just too small and will take too much effort to pull together a resource. And so any net profit made would be negligible. Profitability is important. It's not just about winning new business, it's about winning profitable new business. Will this bid, this bid be profitable? Are the product lines and service lines that will be engaged, do they have strong performance and strong delivery? And then finally, the submission date. How much time is available to develop the bid response? Will enough resources be available? Are there critical resource experts that are needed? And will they be available to help support pulling together this bid submission? Now, every organization needs to develop their own specific criteria, specific to their own products, solutions, and appetite for commercial risk. But bid managers should bear in mind these broad criteria in assessing an opportunity and using them in discussions with sales with the rest of the organization 
to help understand whether this opportunity is worth pursuing and allocating resources to. So in a nutshell, those are my views on the bid no bid decision, a critical point in the sales governance and life cycle of a sales opportunity. Please remember that bid no bid decisions are investment decisions. You are investing resources, you are expecting a return. You simply can't respond to every bid and tender. So choose carefully. Surprisingly, it seems that less is more. Thank you, Amjad. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Yes, very awesome um, presentation. You have uh, very concrete points, I think. Anyone follow definitely can improve their um, win over their submissions. Thank you, Amjad. You're welcome. No, I I've had a, the pleasure of exploring your ZBizLink platform recently, and I'm very impressed with the functionality it provides. But tell me, how does ZBizLink support the bid-no-bid no bid decision? Well, um, as you said, thank you very much for a good compliment for ZBizLink. Um, ZBizLink definitely is one of a great tool we built. We have used um, uh, Shipley and APMP business processes and we try to adopt all of those guidelines that can adopt our support um, for any kind of business, specifically from mid-size or to large enterprise um, organizations. So back to the point of uh, how it support uh, go, no, go to see uh, It has uh, as part of processes um, that you can make go, no, go to see by a few clicks, to be honest. And how it does that, uh, first you have your you know, RFP proposal. You may have one file, you have 20 files, no limit on that. The system integrate all of your proposal documents. It shred those documents on your behalf with automated processes using AI. And after that, it gave you a workplace where you can uh, make the decision at organization level it allows you to define your uh, win probability scoring or win strategy questions. So when you define your win strategy question, you have ability to define different factors, uh, all of the factors that you can come up with. It's all organization level. It's not limited to by specific um, given criteria, no. You can define the criteria as organization. You can define your questions for each of uh, uh, nature of the proposal, segment or uh, industry wise. So it's all up to the organization. So you first define your um, criteria, how you are going to score your capability, how you are going to score your um, uh, you know, a proposal and your strength, your weaknesses and everything is, um, quantifiable. So you score each question and you have 10 questions, you have 20 questions at the end, it gave you assessment. Hey, you know, this opportunity based upon when you enter the information, this opportunity is 70% probability to win or 90% or 100% is pro probability to win this. And based upon how you had answered your strategy questions, it gave you a theme that you can use to write the proposal response. This is very systematically integrated way 
helping you to make go no go decision and save tremendous amount of time specifically when you have to go through 20 different proposal documents and you don't know which document has what information yes yes that's very true now one of my messages around the importance of bid no bid decisions it's about resource allocation can you remind me exactly how does ZBizLink support effective resource allocation? Well, yes, it has a complete project management or schedule inside a system. I mean to say you add up your team members who are going to be individual teams. And for each team, you define what are their qualification and what are their assignments. So you say my blue team, my green team are, you know, a standard classical name, hey, my proposal response team, my technical writer team, no matter what name you want to give. And then you assign all of your resources to these teams. And then when you create opportunity and you allocate the team, basically you are assigning and building a project schedule. So there is a function which called the task management. It, gave you ability to assign individual resources to each requirement that response need to be written by specific group of people. So that actually you. you to define, okay, you know, these are resources one, five or 10 resources, they are engaged in like, let's see one resource you're writing executive summary and the other sources, they are doing um, proposal response review. And so you have a review team, and then those resources will be allocated only to review. They will not be able to do any modification to your proposal. That's because this is all these processes. We, we try to bring the processes so that you can, uh, you know, best collaborate among your teams and resources. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And then finally, how do people get started with ZBizLink? Well, um, is it, it is quick to get started with. Uh, simply go on the site and um, sign up yourself. But how best to start with is always we recommend to take a demo, take some technical assistance because the system is enterprise. There are too many different components that you need to learn before you start using this application. So take technical assistance, at least one or two sessions, uh, give us the time as up to your availability and our technical resources, we have uh, multiple sport people, sales people, they are always happy and ready to help you and work with you. Thank you, Amjad. It's been great speaking with you today. Thank you very much.